0: Coming up, the Brooklyn Nets returned home looking to right their ship after a bad West Coast trip and got absolutely throttled by the New York Knicks. And tragically, Mikhail Bridges is the poster child for this disaster. We dive in on the mess coming up next. You are Locked On Nets, your daily Brooklyn Nets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ah, yes, my friends, it is the Locked On Nets podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team, the Brooklyn Nets, every single day. Over there, you'll find Doug Norrie. I'm Adam Marmbrecht. We thank you, as always, for making us your first listen of the day. We are 100% free on all those great platforms. And Doug, for better or worse, we do the post games live on YouTube. We appreciate everyone that comes in for them. Tonight's going to be a bit of a journey. 121-102 the Nets lose at home to the Knicks and that score does not remotely paint the picture of how bad this game was for Brooklyn.
1: Yeah, we're hitting, we're hitting new lows here where, where the Nets are concerned. Uh, this one felt particularly bad. A lot of context behind it, obviously cross down matchup, you know, you try to get right after the jazz loss, you know, it's just the Knicks. So you hopefully you can get up for this game with them coming into Barclays. You know, they, the Nets, you know, clearly needed to take a game. And not only did they not do that, I mean, they were, Outplayed from the tip here. It was basically a blowout all the way through. I mean, I know the Nets kind of hung around for stretches to, you know, sort of keep our hopes up, but it's hard to imagine anyone got their hopes completely up here. And it's just we're hitting a point in the season, I think, at thirteen and fourteen, and especially off this Mikhail Bridges performance, where we probably have to start asking like sort of like real deep questions. And you know, again, we've said many times, is the best time to evaluate your team right after you lose by 19 and your best player you know, has his worst game of his career. Probably not, but I will also say that this loss felt like sort of the trajectory that the Nets have been on in the short term. And I think that's the part that's most concerning. Let's pull ourselves back to high level in, in a little bit here. Cause I agree with you. There's, there's a lot of
0: things being indicated out of this game. If we want to get you know, a little bit negative, which is probably going to be the case here, but Mikael <laughs> Bridges, you mentioned, this is now this is now not a blip. It feels like a trend. You mentioned yes. career low shooting performance just just cannot seem to get his rhythm, cannot seem to buy a bucket, just to feel like he has that assembly something. And I think the worst part about this for me, and we can talk about a season in totality, and obviously being, you know, quote, the number one here for the brooklyn nets, the The worst part about this is he just came out of the post game against Utah saying, like, this is on me. I got to be better. I let down my teammates. I will be better. It's never, I mean, you know, I hate to be quote diving here. He said it'll never happen again. It happened again. The very next game, it happened again. So, and we love Mikael Bridges, and he's a really good player. But th- this is pretty, pretty concerning that you can run this cold, this inconsistent, and this is more than just these last two games. We've been kind of concerned about this for the past, what, week or so.
1: Oh yeah, this is like a six-game stretch now. It's basically the entire West Coast trip. Um, even the even the win against Phoenix, he shot poorly in that game. Uh, I'll amend one thing: he was on track for his worst career shooting game. This ended up not being it. He made the shot at the end to go four for twenty-one. He had a sixteen percent shooting performance in his second year. So, um, I mean, still, I don't. This is not the time to. We need not nitpick this point because the, <laughs> the sort of the the high level idea. Remains the same. These are his shooting splits over the last six games. Four for 21, four for 16, six for 17, three for eight, seven for 19, six for 13. That was, and before that, you know, Washington, Orlando, and Atlanta, he had good shooting performances. But we are on now game six in a row where, and this was the worst one. I mean, it's been going downhill for the last three. Like, the the shooting performance is super, super concerning. Seasons are long. Players take a lot of shots. Shooters have to have short memories, all the platitudes and, you know, you know, things that you hang in the locker room to make sure you don't get too down about this. But the simple fact is that if Mikhail Bridges is going to shoot like this consistently, then that's just can't win. Like they just don't have the talent requisite. He has to be better. It's going to be hard for them to be good teams, even with him playing. Well, if he's going to shoot like this, they've got hashtag no chance. Yeah. <laughs> like they, yeah. they, and I, and it just doesn't matter. Like Cam Thomas Cam Johnson, like these other guys, like they just don't have enough firepower already. And if he's going to shoot, you know, 33% or whatever he's been shooting here for the last six games at, at volume, right? right. Taking some of the most shots on the team. You don't think I can already tell you what's going to happen. Like, it's just, it's a really, really concerning thing. The body language is horrible. The, yeah. the quotes don't, the, you know, he's, he's clearly taking it hard. I don't think this is like a don't care situation. I think made, there's no. a, a part where he may cares too much. I like, I think that that could be, part of the issue here like he's put it all on his shoulders but it's a really 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 tough stretch for him his stock has taken a massive dive here over six games one for eight from beyond the
0: arc in this one over 33 minutes and you know what if we're gonna say this about performances when we discuss cam thomas then then we can say it about mccarroll bridges in a game like this as well listen when your shooting touch isn't there that may be the case sometimes two assists right you know at some point as well when you are the number one for the team it's about impacting the game in all phases and you can have an off shooting night and still be an impact player for this team. And you mentioned it there. I, like Mikhail is probably being too hard on himself. This is 419 consecutive games for him played. I, I, there, there's no excuse making here. But you know, the cumulative of hey, he plays through all the injuries, and he maybe just run down, and he's playing way more minutes, more consistently than he has in the past. Like all these things can be true. And, and I think you nailed it there. On and also, if he's going to struggle, this team is going to lose. Like there's just no two ways about that. And unfortunately. There's no other way out of this either. Like, I, you know, short of Jock Vaughn saying, hey, we're gonna sit him down for a game because he maybe just needs rest. And you could call that a very, a very high-level excuse for for Mikhail to get a step away for a game. Other than that, though, like you need him. You need him. You need him taking 20 shots a game. You need him being a 25-point scorer a night. I I think maybe the the concern here is that there's a vast difference between increasing minutes and increasing production and increasing minutes, increasing production, and increasing responsibility. Like Certain players are created a unique way in terms of being the alpha number one, being the leader of a team, being the guy that has to go out every single night and produce, and maybe Mikhail Bridges is just not that guy. And we've already established that he's not the elite of the elites in the league, but maybe he also doesn't have that mechanism in him, and we've highlighted this before. Is he truly a, a leader, a vocal take over? This is my squad kind of guy. That may all factor into this as well. And I don't mean any of these things as excuses. He's just playing really bad basketball right now.
1: Yeah, one of the craziest stats over this stretch, too, is that his three-point shooting is actually better than his overall field goal percentage. He's mm-hmm. shooting 49% from three and 46% 0.5% from the field overall, which means, I mean, just, you know, the back of the napkin math on that's going to mean he's making his, I mean, 40, 49% from three is amazing. That's over a nine game sample. It's he's missing every other shot and nothing at the rim is going in the mid range isn't going in. I mean, I know he's had some gripes with the referees about thinking he's getting fouled. It's always going to be tough for him. He's a super slight guy. Like he just doesn't power in the defenders. Mm-hmm. I don't think he, I don't think referees are ever going to have a heavy whistle with him. He probably has some legit gripes. It could be a sort of like a combo deal of frustration plus and is actually getting fouled. But, you know, he just, it, it this, these are the shots he's missing. Now you could say to yourself, well, that's maybe good news, right? Cause those are going to go in more consistently and, and you feel okay about it. It's just really hard in the moment to see that happening. And again, we're over a large sample size. These bunnies shots at the rim layups. Even with context, some of these should be going down. And hey, maybe sometimes the coin flips your wrong way. You know, the the coin flips tails seventy five times. You know, seventy five percent of the time. Sometimes it's, that could be what we're looking at here. It doesn't feel like it, but it's just a wild set of circumstances over the last nine games. Yeah, and
0: of course, coming in a, in a big losing streak for the Brooklyn Nets as well. Coming up here in a second, there's a comparison with the way the Bro- the excuse me the New York Knicks have looked. In recent games and how they're constructed that I think provides a nice mirror for the Brooklyn Nets to look into. And also what are the incoming changes that need to happen from a Jock Vaughn coaching level? We'll dive into that in just one moment. But before we do, our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each and every week all season long. Whether you're prepping for your daily draft or scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to be providing you with players that are guaranteed fits on your roster. So let's dive in on Josh's picks for this week with the eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week.
1: Yeah, he's got some good ones here. Look, and they're always going to be subject to uh, injuries uh, here because Atari uh, Eason was one of them, still coming off the bench, playing a million minutes. Did sit out this game tonight on Wednesday. don't think it's going to be a long-term thing, so you got to feel pretty good about Tariq He can absolutely fill it up from a minutes, points-per-minute standpoint uh, when he's actually getting a chance. Grayson Allen, he's been starting. He's back fully with Bradley Beal out. He's starting. He's going to play a lot of minutes. They need his wings, uh, wing stuff uh, over there on the Suns. I think you're going to win on the minutes there. For Grayson Allen, the Suns are trying to pull out of their own little spiral there. James Wiseman coming to town here soon uh, when Detroit plays the home-and-home against the Nets. Nets got to win that one. James Wiseman not starting, but Isaiah Stewart's been hurt, and he's been playing a lot of bench minutes. So some nice little nuggets there from Josh over for some fantasy stuff. Uh, With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake hits, LED headlights, roof rack bumpers, whatever your baby needs. eBay Motors has it with eBay Guaranteed Fit. It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, the price is your burn and rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
0: So as we continue the 121-102 loss for the Brooklyn Nets at home, and again, more seismic than just what the scoreboard would tell you. A reminder after we talk about the Knicks comparison here, because I think it's worth mentioning on the back end, we'll talk about changes coming, but also on the post-game live, when we wrap up our post-game coverage, the bonus, we will be talking about Ben Simmons, the injury update that effectively was not. So be sure to stick around for that as well. But the one of the things that I think when, when you pull back from this, and again, I, I sometimes feel like framing this. In this way comes off like an excuse when you look over at the knicks you can one say at a high level they have better players right the talent level is certainly better there but also they've gone on a few year journey of intentionally constructing their roster targeting players getting jalen brunson right and building a roster that they think complements one another and can be a mid-tier playoff team maybe win a playoff round and whatever start to go on a run the brooklyn nets are still a roster constructed of the trades of your superstars. And while we are we were at the time, and I still stand to it, it's a great package to get back all the picks and Mikhail Bridges and Cameron Johnson for Kevin Durant. It's great to get Dorian Finney-Smith and Spencer Dinwiddie and a pick off of Dallas. It's awesome. But it's not like there was an intention to go and construct a roster that ended up with this collection of players. I think it's why the depth has been so critical because it gives you op- options to rotate different guys in and give yourself a chance to win games. But this is not a team that Sean Marks, the Brooklyn Nets organization said, if we squint, Mikhail Bridges, Spencer Dinwiddie, Cam Johnson, Nicholas Claxton, and it, whether it's Dorian Finney-Smith, whoever, that's our dream squad to be a competitive basketball team.
1: Yeah, look, we knew they were coming in not with the same amount of firepower and talent as some of these other teams. They got by early on in the season because the bench was so good. I think yep. we, we've said this multiple times. But we definitely underrated that about, like, sort of how much that was keeping them afloat because when it's no longer there, no Lonnie Walker, no Dennis Smith Jr., you know, Ben Simmons has missed infinity time. Like there's, you, you start to see that they just don't, beyond that, there really is nothing. And like Jacques Vaughn is not playing these guys anyway. They're playing super short rotations. So we, that, so we're getting, this is like, they're, it's catching up with them here for sure. Like around, around some of these injuries. That being said, your to your point, which is also correct, is that even in their best constructed versions of themselves, we always knew some of the pieces didn't totally fit right like even coming into the year it's like oh how are Simmons and Claxton going to fit can yeah. you play Cam Thomas a lot of minutes as a smaller off guard right like um who do you need to pair with him to really make him shine and like there's all these other is is Bridges even good enough to be like at every night 20 shot a night option right like that wasn't no one thought that was happening when they first traded for him it kind of yeah. did happen and that's great but we're it's maybe you know things are coming home to roost here a little bit with him too and so, yeah, you do – there is a stark dichotomy between – or stark contrast between these two teams. It's not the full reason for it, but there's just so many issues with the team right now, and that's clearly one of them also. Like, they don't have they, – they don't pivot when it's a tough matchup with Randall and Hartenstein uh, on yep. the interior. They get completely bodied there, right? Like, they just can't keep up. Every phase of the game – they lost every phase of the game in this next game. Like, this, uh, there's like – not it was – offense defense well, like literally if, everything if
0: only if only for this or that no it was only for everything went the other exact opposite direction that it did the nets could have been in this game
1: yeah and i don't think it's all team construction because we've seen this group go out and win some games so you can't put it all on that but it's just going to be hard to maintain i think it's always going to be hard to maintain that with this current group and i think that's what we're probably starting to see now you get some of these guys healthy and the bench gets a little deeper and the energy level gets up. I, I'm not sure. But, like, right now what's happening, it's actually hard to see your way out of it because I actually don't yeah. think they have a lot of pivots or outs. Like, I, it, it, the way, the way cur- things are currently constructed. At like Unlike the Knicks, who, you know, maybe just a little deeper, just more talented overall.
0: And we're going to talk about rotations and changes and what Jacques Vaughn maybe needs to do just as a, as a byproduct of, of the results of these last handful of games. But you mentioned in there, too, energy. And neither yeah. Doug nor I are a big oh, it doesn't look like they're they're putting in the effort because that's that's such a hard thing, first of all, to eye test gauge and every player plays hard and all those great things. And also, for a team that has very much built themselves on vibes and and on all these guys getting along and, and what a great group we have and you've watched some of the behind the scenes with Jock Vaughn, the way he talks with the team. It's a, both a basketball level and on a personal level and we're going to make every single team grind out every single minute against us. This game tonight, after a long road trip and coming back home, it, it had a little bit of checkout vibes here from more oh, than yeah. just one or two guys. And that's not so a little, little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm not saying that's softly, like it had a it had a lot of bit of maybe I could just as well go ahead and wrap this thing up after the first quarter. And that was surprising to me too, because that also then means there's there's a there's a loss between coaching and players of Hey, no matter what, we know what our identity is, right? Hustle, grinding, energy, guys, and somewhere in between coach and players. And I say players,
1: plural, everybody, it
0: was, yeah, or maybe we're not. Like maybe that's not our bag. And it seemed very, very palatable tonight.
1: Yeah. So sometimes when the negative ball starts rolling downhill, it really is hard to stop, right? It's like hard. And then you have, and it's coming at you from all angles. It's like, well, we're having, we're struggling here. Our best player can't hit shots. Yep. Right. Like, and he can't hit shots. So now we're sort of like really behind it. And maybe we're just tired because he's got been playing a ton of minutes. And I'm not, I'm not putting you know fatigue on here as a really excuse. Every every team's got to play minutes. They have played really concentrated starters minutes here over the short term. Like these yeah. guys have played, have played a lot, and that can catch up with you. Uh, I don't think that's the whole story. But and and yeah, neither you or I are like I test doctors around stuff like oh, you know, like you know, are they are have they checked out or whatever. But when you get rolled from the time the balls get rolled out, like it's it's hard to think there just didn't seem to be a lot of fight here. And it seems to start contrast because the team has fought a ton this year. They have had moments where they've been down a lot and they've scrapped their way all the way back. But that part is just not existed. And maybe that maybe, maybe we, you know, we underrated Lonnie Walker and DSJ and the, the energy that these guys were bringing off the bench. Like maybe that really was so important. I'm not, I mean, I'm not sure, but yeah, the, the vibe, the vibe check in here was a, was brutal. I want to talk a little bit more about this too. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about the starting lineup too, because um, oh, there's baby. some real, real alarm Good bells. Good. Positive. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> sorry, no. but I don't want to spoil it here, but no, uh, we'll talk about that here in a second. First, we'll talk to you about our friends over at better help. The show sponsored by better help. Look right now, during the holidays, you want to just like figure yourself out, right? It's a, the holidays are a great time to do that. Do a little check in on yourself, uh, check in on how things are going. Right now, starting therapy, it's just the easiest time to ever do it, to get you through those tough moments, to treat yourself to a day of complete rest. This right now is the best time to get in on BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient. It's flexible. It's suited to your schedule, which is sometimes hard for the in-person stuff. All you have to do with BetterHelp, you fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H E L P.com slash locked on MBA.
0: All right. So as we tie a bow on the loss for the Brooklyn Nets, it's four straight. It's five out of their last six. And I I don't want to just put it on, well, the cumulative impact of that long road trip. But it was supposed to be shake off those cobwebs when you get home. Instead, we talk about energy and we talk about the eye test. It just felt like it felt like this road trip demoralized this team, like this core in a lot of ways. But Inside
1: that starting rotation, Doug. I hate do to break it to you. The, the, the Knicks thing. just got off a ro- the same road trip. Utah, by Phoenix, the way, LA. That was going
0: to be my great equalizer here was like, oh, by the way, the Knicks aren't even technically home yet. This was their last road game before they got back home. I think that made six or seven road games for them. This was, was going to be fifth. a big one.
1: Yeah. It was their fifth, but it was like their seventh out of eight. Right? right. So, and it, they just went Utah, Phoenix, LA, LA. So, it's like they arguably had it worse. Uh, So it's Mm -hmm. like, you can't even use that road trip piece. Now they won more games on the road trip, but you can't even use that because they actually came in with like fairly even footing on that because they were both coming in. So it's like, I, don't, I, I just can't even use that one.
0: No, no. I just more mean that that road trip seemed like it, it's broken something yes. for the Brooklyn Nets, yep. right? Now, when we turn inside, as I know, you have the numbers. And we've talked about this previously, the starting unit that they've switched over to. I th- you'll you'll remind me if you have it how many games in a row now this starting five has gone out there. With Mikhail Bridges, Cam Thomas, Spencer Dinwiddie, Nicholas Claxton, and Cameron Johnson as the core five, the numbers are not getting any better. They're only actually getting significantly
1: worse. Yeah, they've going into this game. They had played 94. So they're up over 100 minutes now. So, I mean, wh- whatever you want to say about sample size, they're up over 100 minutes uh, so far with this group together. I don't actually remember the exact game that they switched over, but I just know that this is the minutes. They're yeah. a net, negative 13.8 net rating. And during this game, they got outscored 23 to 8 when the starters were on the court. And that's, you know, that's for the, the only two times they were all five of those guys were on the court with the. Uh, 10 to 10 uh, two five minute stretches at the beginning of the, of the first half in the beginning of the second half, beginning of the game, beginning of the second half uh, 23 to eight. So they're up. So now they're up over a hundred minutes. They've gotten completely crushed. And, but both both ends, too. It's not like the offense has been amazing and then the defense. I mean, they're way worse on defense. So it's like the defense is the real problem. 125 defensive rating. 111 offensive rating. That was before this game. It's going to be lower. So probably figure like 109 or something like that. Mm-hmm. My guess is there's something like a negative 15 and a half or something like that for a net rating. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's like the, the results have been horrible. I don't want to say exactly. I'm not sure exactly why. We could probably point to like four or five different things. What I do think is clear is they have to change it now what the change is i don't know or we can take some shots here at what it is but i mean how many more games can you roll the starting lineup out it's like it's just gotten totally blitzed every single time they've gone out they've gone out there i I just don't know how you keep doing it
0: no, and this is so this is a part of the problem because, and this is also at the high level of what agenda, we talk about this all season long, all off season, what agenda are you trying to serve here? Developing young players, building for the future, playing veterans, trying to win now, all that stuff. What's going to happen is, I I what I think is going to happen is they're going to take Cam Thomas out of the starting lineup. Now, you can look at a couple of things just on raw numbers and say, when he's on the court, the net defensive rating was, and it's probably gotten a little bit worse off of this, is like 122. And when he's off the court, it's something like one I don't know this season, one fifteen. It's significantly better. Now, the team overall has been bad defensively, no matter what. The team overall, especially with the way Mikhail Bridges is playing, doesn't have enough fire to power and doesn't have enough scoring. But that just that feels like the logical step that this coaching staff is going to take. But I think it's worth us saying what should be the change or how would you adjust this? And frankly, I don't know if it's like this easily
1: identifiable thing. Oh, just do this. And it all gets fixed. Okay. So by the numbers, the, the fix would be the, the change would be, you start Dorian Finney Smith for, uh, Cam Thomas, like that lineup, that five man lineup actually has, And I know everyone, I know there's the, the Cam Thomas folks out there are losing their minds right now. I get it. Um, I'm just telling you right now from a, if I'm just looking analytically at it, they have a five man group where if you sub out, if you take out Cam Thomas, and you put in Dorian Finney-Smith, it's going to look a little worse because this group did play a little bit tonight. But that group is 107 minutes, 121 offensive rating, 113 defensive rating. Now, some of these things are, 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 are a little wonky because that five-in group, the starters ran into that West Coast trip. There were some good teams there. They bum-hunted a little bit with the other group, right? So, like, there's... There's there's context. I'm I only did by saying- the way
0: very quickly that that five man starting unit with Cam Thomas inserted that started against the Magic. That was the first game that that happened. So you're going on a pretty long run there as far as the games that he's been in. I'll, I'll do the official total, but you're up over. You're getting close to ten games now. With okay.
1: This my my point is that run though is against more difficult teams than the one yeah. before that. Yep. yep. So like so the numbers just by just you know. Just being logical about it, you'd be like they have to be worse. Now they've been way worse, and so that would be that that one move is that move is the move during Vinnie Smith and move Cam Thomas, make him a six man cop and come in off the bench and jack every shot. Now the other case is where you know what's the plan here? Do they want is Cam, developing Cam Thomas and getting him a lot of minutes because he is sort of the highest upside guy on the team? Well, you shouldn't do that then, <laughs> right? And so yeah. this is where I think that the crisis crisis of conscience is going to come for this team. And it goes out all the way back to what you said before about like not really having the pieces fit really well. Right. This is another problem. The other no problem is
0: solves the problem at a minimum, or,
1: or at a minimum, it makes another problem. Right? Like, it just creates another problem. Yeah. Right? Like it creates another because it's like okay, well, we start Cam Thomas and we move to Spencer Dinwiddie. Well, there's there's numbers that will tell you Dinwiddie's been like their best player, and so and he's like a, the only true sort of ball handler that they have on the court, and. I, I I'm not sure what the offense looks like, you know, without him for maybe it would be better. I'm not sure. Like it causes other issues. So I just don't think it's easy. I I do think that there sh- probably should be a change just for, honestly, just for change sake yep. <laughs> at this point, okay. uh, I think that's just, fine. It doesn't need to be for a real rhyme or reason, just because it's good to make a change. Right. I think that it's just a hard decision. I think the, what will we'll probably because because if you're just like play, you'd say, well, maybe we should move McHale out, <laughs> right? But that's never going to happen. <laughs> right, right. So, I, I don't really, I'm not even advocating for that to happen. But the you're just in this in this crazy weird spot now. Maybe it's like, okay, well, we need a bigger fours. Just start DFS for Cam Johnson. I could see that too. We get a little bigger. He can defend fours better. The rebounding gets a little better. Cam Johnson's not giving a bunch of juice anyway. And maybe that's just the solution. Defense gets better. You don't lose a ton on offense. And maybe that's just the move. I don't know. It's just it, this is just a. I just think there probably should, should be some change. But then it's like, oh, we, that was our big offseason signing. How does that look? Like, did we blow right. that signing with Cam Johnson? I don't know. Anyway, a long winded answer to say I think there should be a change. I'm not confident I can say what I think it definitely should be because I can see the context for all of it.
0: Three games: Magic, Hawks, Wizards. The Nets won all of those games with a new starting five man unit, and then hit the West Coast trip. So that's three. Uh, four, five games on the road trip, eight, and then you come back. That was nine games that they're up to with this starting five. But to your point, you still have more significantly difficult matchups collectively there to maybe skew these numbers. I agree with you. I mean, now, now the Cameron Johnson move, I think I think a lot of fans would advocate for that. I think that's also an easy one, especially because you saw how Dorian Finney-Smith played in the starting lineup at the beginning of the year when Cam Johnson was dealing with injury. So that's pretty easy. The, the, the question becomes, what does your bench unit look like? That's, you know, a Lonnie Walker... Dennis Smith Jr., Cam Johnson, Dayron Sharp vehicle, you know, and and I don't, and who knows, and 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 ultimately, does that really matter? Again, to your point, let's just make a change and try to do something differently here. I, there's nothing, but there's nothing significant relative to what this roster is. I don't think it's going to make a huge difference. I guess would be my point. I'm not saying they shouldn't change it, but I don't know if the results are going to be strikingly different if you take out Dorian. Say take out Cam Johnson, put in Dorian Finney-Smith. I don't think it changes the way this game went. Take out Thomas, put in Dorian Finney-Smith. I don't, I don't know. That one, at least, you have this sample size that says they can play a lot better. And I, I don't want to remotely associate, because you haven't seen it. Mikhail Bridges is shooting bad and playing badly. Now, again, we know that Cam Thomas scored 20 points, so it's a guaranteed loss. But the, those two players are unrelated to one another in terms of how they're performing. So there's no reason to think that they can't play together. I, I just don't know, though. Like, the this, this sample size tells you something's not right. Or, at the highest of levels, the roster isn't right. The team isn't right. And there's nothing you're going to do here to change it. And that's where you probably need to stay committed to a Cam Thomas of, well, we want to develop him. And we're, we're not, not going to be enough time in this episode to get into it. But that's the conversation. What are we doing? Are we a veteran-heavy team that wants to accomplish X? Or do we see some young guys that we want to develop and do Y? Because once you make that choice, then everything becomes more crystallized. And I tell you what, this is the wrong time to start to go into a bad run for Brooklyn because as that trade deadline approaches, you may be diminishing the value of some of these players and making it optically horrific if you don't move off of some veterans. If you keep running this thing through and they continue to struggle – that's going to be a pretty ugly day when we get on this podcast.
1: Okay. We're going to talk Ben Simmons. Obviously we're going to mix it up here with everyone over on YouTube live. Some, uh, some not so great vibes here. in that's world. that's okay. That's okay. That's, okay. that's <laughs> why we're here. One, I don't think we're promoting positive vibes at the moment. Either. That's all right. That's all right. is why we're here, man. That's bad. It's still the, the world could be worse. We're watching hoops every day. Okay. We're going to get out of here. We'll be here at post game live. Make sure you subscribe over on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Carpe diem seize the day boys make your lives extraordinary it's from dead
0: Poets society and no i don't know the robin williams character name
1: oh i'll get it i shoot i know that okay well one of the all-time great poets we'll be back again in a moment and talking more Brooklyn brooklyn's basketball